0: excited to be here today with Alicia Tavener um, talking about her journey to successful private practice and what that's looked like um, for her and how that has developed over the years. So we're going to do a little bit of like a mini depth case study today to help, um, you know, educate and inspire you, those of you that are listening so do you want to start, Alicia, by sharing um, your name, your website, and your specialty?
1: Sure. So my name is Alicia Taverner. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, my website is ranchocounseling.com. Um, I'm in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and I specialize in working with couples, um, specifically with infidelity.
0: Awesome. And when did you open up your practice? What year? Um,
1: So that's always kind of hard for me because I'm, number one, terrible with, like, dates and times. Um, But (laughs) so right after I got licensed, um, which would be
0: 2011, 10? Okay. I did this game where I'm like, I finished – my bat I, I transferred to my bachelor's at 2001 and then uh-huh. 2003 and then 2005 I was done with like I, I totally exactly. have like a, a like, so,
1: yeah everything goes by school year not regular calendar year in my brain um, just because we're so programmed to do that you know for yeah. um but yeah I graduated from a master's program in 2007 and it took me four years to get all my hours and do my testing and stuff and get licensed so that puts me around 2010 ish
0: okay perfect Um,
1: and so at that point I was working for an agency um I was actually running a program for foster and probation youth a mentoring program um and before that I had been working for the county of Riverside um Mm -hmm. which was just like soul sucking um (laughs) So I, I, I took a pay cut to move to this agency job because it was um, program development. So it was a brand new program that had never been done before. It was funded through the county of San Bernardino. Um, and I learned so much there that I got to apply into like working in private practice right because I I mean, I had to be creative. We created a whole um, curriculum for foster youth. And so it was a really amazing program. We would um, pair up foster youth with former foster youth, and then they would become their mentors. Um, and so there was teaching components for the, the mentors and for the youth. Um, so we had to design like this entire program, which was like a huge undertaking, but it was so fun. Um, because we wanted the program to be fun. Like, of course, the county, you know, had all of these stipulations and things that we needed to teach the youth and the mentors, like just to be better professionals and then the youth, um, obviously, to be successful in life. Um, But I just did did so much, like with marketing the program, um, making calls to people in order to like network and all of those things, like really translated into... The private practice realm which was super helpful um, and I kind of knew that like going in like this is not going to be my forever job like my my dream was always to have a private practice so I was just kind of doing that in order to get the experience that I needed mm-hmm. to move forward um, so I did that for I think I was there for four years um Um, But during that time, I had my practice on the side, which was basically just me like running out office space from another therapist in the area. You know, I'd go to work at my agency job, and then I'd come to the office and I'd see like one or two clients um, in the evenings, a couple nights a week. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how it started. Very, very small. And when I had no idea like what I was doing, Mm -hmm. I remember I made like a website on uh, like GoDaddy, And it was so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can find the website. Um, how like, did
0: you, how'd you get your first few clients? Um,
1: how'd they find
0: you with your crappy website? that no I, one think they,
1: I think they found me on psychology today. Um, mm-hmm. so that was like one of the things that I invested in was the psychology today listening. Um, but I knew that I didn't want to take insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, But then I started doing, listening to, you know, listening to me like the free trainings that you guys would do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it really started me thinking about like a niche. And um, I'm trying to remember like way back when, like those early days. (laughs) Uh, I think that's when I heard about simple practice. So Mm -hmm. I started, um, it's so funny because I still have like, all of these files from way back then you know because we got to keep them for life right
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean just for seven years after the person yeah. turns 18 yeah. and lo- unless they come back to you and then yeah exactly I mean,
1: like for life so <laughs> and um so I have like this file bin of like and I'm just like oh like I just despise it right because transitioning to like the electronic health record was so much better Mm -hmm. um but I remember like learning about niche um fee setting back then um so just like really basic yeah (laughs) it it
0: sounds like though that you you listened to the trainings but you started implementing the free trainings like actually like making changes which a lot of people feel like well it's a free training like That's interesting, but what did you notice change and shift just by doing the basic things from the free trainings?
1: Um, So much. I mean, like when you start, nobody tells you what to do. And I remember like I, so I went to Pepperdine for my graduate program and then Casey Truffaut came to speak there. And so she talked about um, just like making money from private practice and how to be a wealthy therapist was like her book way back then. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I knew it was possible. I just didn't know how to get there, Um, but I also didn't have a ton of time to dedicate because I was working full time um, and then doing like the private practice. Um, And then I think just like word of mouth. um, I don't even know like where my referrals came from back then, to be honest. It it must have been mostly like psychology today Mm -hmm. um, because my website was such crap.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, when did you enroll in boot camp, and why?
1: So, um, I ended up. Let's see. After about three years, when I was working for the agency, um, I got pregnant with my son, mm-hmm. um, and then I had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on maternity maternity leave and just.
0: January of 2015. I just Googled it to see. <laughs> <when he was> <laughs> <old>. <laughs> yeah. So he was born in
1: 2014. Mm. So yeah, of September. So that would, that makes sense. Um, because I remember um, thinking about going back to work and I just thought like, I'm going to die. Like I cannot be without my son Um, and then I had a lot of like postpartum issues like OCD and anxiety that I didn't know about that kind of went undiagnosed for a while. And I just thought like, I guess you just kind of go crazy after you have a baby, right? Like, I guess like,
0: yeah, like it's just,
1: yeah, I guess we just get really paranoid and worried that, you know, (laughs) things are going to happen to him, which yes, we do, of course, but like it was to the extreme. Um, so anyways, I ended up not i mean then like i had a baby and i was doing private practice on the side and working a full-time job and it was just like when am i going to see my child um so at that point actually the program that i was working for um they weren't going to renew the contract um so it was like a million dollar program and we knew that it was like time limited um so I was like okay this is my out this is perfect um at that point I think I tried to like negotiate doing like some like school counseling or something like that um but it was a no go and I was like okay fine then just lay me off um <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: I was excited about that and it came like at the right time and that's when I enrolled in boot camp because I knew like I needed to, to like get a fire lit under my butt so that I could be successful in my practice. Um, So that's kind of when I started boot camp was after I had gotten laid off. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was home with the baby
0: Mm -hmm. and building a practice very early on. And that was four years ago, right? And you said you kind of moved in. How many clients do you think, I know this is hard to remember, do you think that you had back then when you
1: started? five to seven clients per
0: week. Cool.
1: Um, When I first started.
0: And do you remember what your fee was when you very first started?
1: Yeah, 120.
0: Okay. (laughs) And what does your practice look like today?
1: So like, for example, this week I have too many, 19 um, (laughs) clients that I'm seeing this week that I've, you know, in the middle of the week right now, we're at Wednesday. So I've got, um, I think six clients tomorrow but that's like on the high end Mm -hmm. typically so anywhere between like 12 and 19 so I because I do discernment counseling and so that's really Mm -hmm. short term it's only one to five sessions and so this week, I just had like a high volume of calls for that. So I have like three discernment sessions this week. And those are like an hour and a half or two hour sessions. So mm. it kind of bumps up the number. But I like to stay around like 14 a week. That's like full for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I hired a clinician over the summer. Um, and she's got, I think, like seven clients now.
0: Wow. So you transitioned into a group practice? Yes.
1: it's come a long
0: way (laughs) it's come a long way you've moved in from this is something on the side to something you're building to Mm -hmm. wow you have a group practice today with one of your clinicians is partway full and private Mm -hmm. pay in clear niche and people reaching out to you too many people than more people than you'd actually like to be seeing and i have a really good website that I created
1: thanks to bootcamp, um and your videos um and like I forget which one that you had recommended it maybe it was like a skillshare or one of those courses Mm um so I did that and I built my squarespace website and it's gone through you know many iterations but um now when people go on my website they're like wow who did your website I'm like I did
0: (laughs) right it's such, a, it's such a magical thing, too, because when you get that skill set, and not everybody wants to do it, I get it, but when you can kind of, like, have enough knowledge to know it's sort of like Microsoft Word, you know, at the basic level of it, that you can, like, move and tweak things, and then if you want to get a designer to do something, you can do that, but most therapists find they don't actually need that. Like, it's just about picking some fonts and... <laughs> changing out the wording like it doesn't have to be big
1: yeah once you learn how to do it because I remember initially when I had my crappy website I had a friend who was like a graphic designer but it was such a headache to like email and like can you just change this you know like having full control over my website has been just so simple and easy uh, because I'm like, oh, let's offer, you know, a group, I'm just gonna kind of add that to my website, or, you know, just different things that you want to change, it, it makes it so much easier.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: But I have to say, because I know that people are gonna wonder, like, well, how did you do that financially, right? Like, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. because
1: everyone wants to know, like, how you take the leap and just dive in. Um, so I was fortunate that I got laid off, right? So I was getting unemployment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is not a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, but it's something to supplement that. And so that's kind of when I saw that opportunity of like, okay, now it's like sink or swim. I'm gonna get this unemployment. I don't remember how long I got it for. Um, but then I ended up getting a contract job where I would um, see, like, just do psych evaluations um, at skilled nursing facilities and psych hospitals. Um, and so that paid like per. DM per like case Mm -hmm. um and it paid really well and so for a while I was doing that and like building the practice um Mm -hmm. and then they lost their contract (laughs) um and I had another baby in all of the midst of this so then I had my daughter and I remember just thinking um okay well I'll just and, and I think by then my caseload was pretty full because I was ready to give up the contract position anyways. And then they lost their contract. And I was like, okay, so that works out perfectly. Um, and I went on maternity leave. So then that was another thing, right? Is like, I had to navigate like maternity leave because before I was working for an employer and they paid my maternity leave. Um, but like, so I was saving money and I had enough to be off for, like, two months after she was born,
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: and I thought, and then I will just gradually go back, right? Like, people, Mm -hmm. the calls will start to trickle in, because I had stopped taking new clients, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of, like, a weird thing, too, you know, when people call you, and you're like, yeah, but I'm going on maternity leave, and I didn't have a clinician or anybody to take over. I mean, I had, like, therapist friends and people that I could refer to, Um, but it just blew up. <laughs> mm. So um, I thought I was going to come back slowly. And like the minute it just felt like the minute I decided I was going to come back, I was like inundated with calls. And but to be honest, it was like all of the groundwork that I had laid.
0: Before. You had gone through and done boot camp, you had put together this foundation of your website, your marketing, charging the right fee, figuring out the policies, Mm -hmm. like what to do on your phone, like everything start to finish. And it really does make such a difference in being able to like turn on and off that Mm -hmm. flow of referrals and go, oh gosh, like it's it's here. And now Mm -hmm. it's something that you don't have to worry about a contract. It's not (laughs) turned on and off by like, oh, that didn't get Signed off, or this bureaucracy decided it doesn't matter, like it's just like, do people need me? Yes, they mm-hmm. do, and I can provide them a service.
1: Exactly. And so, what's really interesting is, like, uh, you know, when I talk to colleagues or people who are still working either for like you know the healthcare systems or in agencies and stuff like that, the one thing that I always tell them is, like, it seems like it is something that you can rely on right like we get our health insurance we have set hours and a salary and that's nice um, but guess what four times I've worked for a place that's lost their contract <laughs> Um, so pretty much every agency, you know, that I've worked for, like something happens with the funding and it's through no fault of mine, you know, that's not under my control. Um, but you know, what I can control is me and my practice and what I do. Um, and so it's been really so amazing to just build a life around my work rather than the opposite right like build
0: your or build your build your business to fit <laughs> your life instead of exactly. fit your life around the the work
1: yes exactly yeah. like the arbitrary like nine to five doesn't exist anymore you know because i mean if you talk to anybody who works in an agency, I mean, unless you're doing like Medi-Cal and you're seeing like a million clients a week, which is just like soul crushing and, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But like working for an agency, I mean, like you're not working nine to five, like get real, you know, Mm -hmm. half the time you're like messing around and you know, talking to colleagues or whatever, like milking it. Um, (laughs) And so now like I get to use that time to spend with my kids
0: Um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, or Maybe just meditate or journal or create, like, what's the next iteration or vision of my business? Like all the different Take yoga classes.
1: Yes. Um, be involved at my kid's school, you know, like volunteering. And I, it's funny because I had a client recently and she was a doctor mm-hmm. and her whole thing, like her goal in life, she's like, my goal in life is to just be at 10 a.m. Yoga on a Wednesday, like who the hell has that job <laughs> that they get to be at yoga at 10 a.m. Cause number one, you have to have money to be able to pay, to go to a nice yoga studio. And number two, who's not working? And I like kind of raise my hand, like, well, me, like I go to yoga at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just building this business around my life. Yeah. Um,
0: It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, like, thank you so much for coming and sharing that little bit of your story. I think there's so much that people can get inspired about, about that transition. I know there's a lot of people, like, right now in 2019, that are even, like, worried about, like, future recessions and what does that mean for private practice and all those things. And I know I built a, a business during the recession. I felt like my income was actually better during the recession than my friends who were still at the county because they were getting, um, I forget what it's called, where they like force you to take time off. Furloughed, furloughed and, and things yeah. like that. And they were getting their, their programs cut at left and right and losing benefits. And I was like, I, don't, I, I just work on my marketing. Like that's all I need to do. And I get to mm-hmm. have my, like I, I'm in control of that. And it's not mm-hmm. arbitrary and I love it. Yeah. So I
1: planted those seeds for two years, went on maternity leave and came back to like a full practice. Um, And then I did nothing. (laughs) I won't say nothing because Kelly will kick me in the butt because she says that I always say that, but I stopped blogging. I stopped doing like a bunch of marketing stuff for the past two years because I had a newborn and a baby and now she's two and I'm just now getting back to it. But still, like, I've been able to have a consistent income for the past two years, a six-figure income,
0: which is nice. Uh, Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And one that, like, really works around your life, like, is beautiful. What um, advice would you have to someone who's trying to figure out, they're in the same kind of position, they're trying to figure out whether, what to do, like, in terms of like even enrolling in boot camp, like, is it something? What's your advice to people who are trying to figure out private practice and what to do with that?
1: Um, I say that you don't need a million clients. You only need, I don't know, do the math 10, 12, 15, wherever you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's way more people that need help than the amount that you can serve is just about reaching them. And that's, I think, one of the most valuable things that I've learned from boot camp, um, because it's easy to be really pessimistic and worrisome and anxious. And I am a risk taker. Um, (laughs) I'll throw that out there. Um, But I also did the work. And if you do the work, like it's totally possible. I'm not smarter than anybody else. You know, I'm not like genius level. I just work hard. um, And so anybody can do it.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Um, check her out at ranchocounseling.com, right? Yep. Got it right. And you can
1: follow me on Facebook or Instagram, the same, Rancho Counseling.
0: All the things. Again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and your Wednesday when you went and had yoga this morning <laughs> at 10 a.m. Maybe. Yeah. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. I missed 10 a.m. yoga this morning because I was yeah. doing video interviews and I was yeah. like, oh, it be all right. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon, girl. All
1: right. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome.